So recently on my blog, I was talking and writing about Hyperdocs. And, you know, Hyperdocs is sweeping the nation these last couple of years, and they really can revolutionize how we use the G Suite apps and how we uh, communicate with students. And, and it really is fantastic. And I really love those Hyperdoc girls and, and a big shout out to them. But one of the things I thought was, how do we incorporate other areas of education sort of into the HyperDoc format? How can we take the best of our pedagogy that we've been doing for years and fit it into HyperDocs? And one of the greatest ways that I thought you could do, and what I've started doing in class this year, is curation. Getting together sources, having students find sources and use that higher level analysis and synthesis to curate sources on a particular subject. And then how do you sort of fit them in to hyperdocs? And what it was so great was that um, I was able to look at it in terms of the exploration piece of hyperdocs. And I thought this is a really great way to get students exploring about a particular topic and getting them to analyze sources. So it's sort of a twofold. You've got your content and then you've got your analysis of content. So on my blog, I talk a little bit about um, how, to, how to get students to do this and how you can start framing that hyperdoc assignment for them. So I go through a series of six steps. And the first step is to select your topic. Um, select the content to focus on for the curation assignment. It is typically good practice to start with a general topic and then allow your students to get more specific while they're researching. Um, another secondary focus of this is to get students to ask, you know, what do I put into Google? how do I Google like a pro? And there are several videos and I'll put a link in the show notes to them um, of how you can teach students how to Google really well. Because I don't know about you, but my high school students, they just love to just put it whatever into the Omnibox and, and they get, you know, 52,000 things and, and it's just not good practice. So twofold, you've got them looking at the content and then practicing their, their research skills. The next step, number two, is to determine the type of sources you want. So what types of sources will you require of your students? Will they be videos, articles, journals, primary sources, visuals, infographics? Decide what you want. It could be a combination or you could just focus on one. It's really up to you and what your, your learning objectives are. The third step is to decide on the workflow. A lot of times we get lost with this. Um, we don't really know, like, how am I going to get work in and out? And, you know, a lot of us have moved to Google Classroom or Schoology, those kind of learning management systems that um, will help students turn work in and then help us send work back after we've assessed it. So you've got to decide how are you going to get this assignment to your students. Um, and an important point um, and sometimes we, we overlook it because we get so excited about the information um, and the assignment that we're doing. So the next step is to choose your tool. So how are you going to get students to curate their information? So for example, are you going to use a table in Google Docs for students to submit their links and analysis? Will you have them use uh, slides, for example, for a nice visual impact on the graphics of curation, which is really um, kind of, might be kind of interesting, forcing them to use images. So you really want to decide how do you want them to 
um, gather, what physical app do you want them to use to, to put their links and information on? Number five is to teach students about curation. When I first used the word curation in, in class, um, even my, my AP uh, psychology senior students were like, what does that mean? What is that? And um, many times they don't know what it's meant by curation. So I kind of likened it to a museum curator. You know, I, I started the lesson with that. How, what is, what it does a museum curator do? Um, they collect artifacts and then they gather and provide context to that those artifacts, whether it's historical context, cultural context. And then I show them examples of what to expect and complete together um, as a class or maybe have, you know, a couple of students do one ahead of time, which is great. Kids love to see what other students do um, and give them samples because kids love models, you know, and, and as teachers, we tend to want to say, well, I want to see what you can do. But some kids um, need the modeling at first and then they can take off and, and really show you what they can do. So then number six, and if you're using the HyperDoc model, you have to design your HyperDoc. And this would go into the section of exploration. So design your HyperDoc, um, get some um, examples of what you're looking for, put those links so students can see, and you just simply put them into um, the exploration section of your hyperdoc and so the students are able to see the samples and then you know take off on their own and you know the other piece to this is do you want students working together do you want them working individually i think this is a nice assignment for pairs so students working in two um, they can divvy up the work they can talk together a really great way to get them talking because we're so focused on our screens these days is to have one computer one Chromebook, one laptop, whatever it is you're using, one tablet, and have two students sort of looking on it together. So they're forced to talk, but then they also have the device to facilitate their work. So I hope this got you some good ideas flowing um, into how to use the curation in the exploration section of HyperDocs. Until next time.